So your first, it is funny. I do know people that have said that like toys have kind of taken them, not necessarily in the music, but have taken them in that direction of where, and then like a parent looks back and is like, God, no wonder they play with that makes thing sense. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just get drawn to that. Music kind of makes sense. I always wish that my parents had kind of forced me to do more. I didn't get into music till way later. I always liked it, but playing and getting into it. I was like twenty three. Okay. I was like way too late. <laughs> like I had no. It's never too late. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was for me. It uh, it it really showed because I had no like songwriting chops whatsoever. I just kept you know butchering songs and then you know stealing from other people the internet mm-hmm. wasn't as big back then so i get away with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotcha gotcha were you really into sports then yeah i yeah. played yeah basketball i mean kind of year round yeah when i was growing up too like basketball it was, it's very big now but basketball was like there was three or four like kind of traveling teams mm. and uh i was on one and we played all the year round summertime there was never really a break which was fine but looking back at it I was like, what was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, you I mean, it, I'm not right? saying it was, I'm not saying I had a bad time or a bad job, the exact opposite, but it was like, a, you know, when I started getting into, co- as soon as I got to college, I, I was still playing in college, and I was like, man, you, then you start kind of getting into other stuff. Yeah. You know? and then yeah. I start getting into like, really like, beyond basketball. Yes, way yeah. beyond, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't really even hang out with people on the basketball team when I was in college. You know, I, I started getting into, I started going to shows and really going to concerts, and I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I started reading stuff that I was not assigned and would not read the stuff I was assigned. And then movies, and I started noticing things that I'd never noticed before. So, I don't know. Yeah. There. Awesome. Same way. I played a ton of basketball, uh, you know, up until midway through high school. And then the guitar happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. you start you start weighing that those those pros those pros and cons. It's just like not even really that's a con to keep playing, but it's like, do I want to keep doing this or do I want to do this other thing that I really really like? Yeah. Let's face try it. Try a few things out. Yeah. But I'm still where? trying to figure out time management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it never that's that's never a that, that's never a completed task. No. I don't think. <laughs> I, uh, I everything now. Like I have a baby coming in less than two months. Oh, oh congratulations. Nice. congratulations! Thank you, That's thank awesome. you. Yeah. Uh, so I have a baby coming in two months. I have this obviously my full time job, um, getting a baby room ready. Uh, her parents are moving back, which why they're upstairs. <laughs> I mean, it's just balancing all that and then balancing this. Like I've, uh, I think I have four podcasts in the next like two days because I, I have to. I want to take like a month break and still release, so I'm cramming all these episodes in like a very short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. That way, I don't have to worry about this because I don't know. It's my kid. He's gonna come out kind of a dick. Like he's he's not gonna he's not gonna come out and be like, "Good news, I I'm part time at Target. I'll take care of the electric bill." Like yeah. he's not doing that. He's gonna come in and he's gonna he's gonna suck us financially and emotionally. And I get that. I'm ready, but uh, I also just I I gotta find my bearings for like pro- I gotta give myself at least three. Weeks. I can't have someone come over and me, yeah, me even be me even be able to mentally interview or talk to anybody yeah. new and get to know them the whole time. I'm like, I really just wish I could go to sleep right now. Yeah. Right. You got to get to know this good. this little organism at first. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna take a lot of time. And I've seen enough. There's a I lot imagine. of lot of. I have seven nieces and nephews, so I've seen every facet of what this child could be. Yeah. The child come out, sleep. The child could come out and literally try to ruin you. So <laughs> I'm planning for the ruining, hoping for the sleeping. Yeah. Right. So I think that's a good plan. Hey, <laughs> being open-minded. Plan for the worst, hope ready, for the best. Resilient, you know? adaptable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks, well, thanks for coming for from us. all the way from North Olmstead. Uh, Olmstead Falls. Medium. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, Olmstead Falls. Okay, I thought you said North Olmstead. 
um, I get lucky when someone's like, I'm in Lakewood. I'm like, you're going to love this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's down the street. Yeah. You could walk. (laughs) So the Baker's Basement. I, um, as we were talking about right before, I really, for the last week, and that's what I do whenever I have like a musician on or a band is, uh, I kind of just have just my ear plug in the whole time for like a week straight just because you have a a big catalog i mean i think it is a relatively good sized catalog constantly Mm -hmm. expanding yes Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a lot there yeah (laughs) so you're going back to 2014 yeah Uh, well that was your first release yeah so 2012 i moved to uh cleveland and then yep a couple years later came the first album so Mm -hmm. yeah it was yeah, yeah. twenty fourteen. Yeah, I did, well, obviously, I doubt you met twenty fourteen and just you know cranked out an album. Yeah, boom. <laughs> it was, it was a week later. This yeah. really worked. It was <laughs> effortless. <laughs> Too bad solved. we didn't meet earlier. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so I know toy piano for you. I know got a little bit about you basketball too. So how did you get started? And was there something that kind of like a catalyst that got you going? Uh you know, violin was the first one. You're in fourth grade, really? and where I was in uh, Northern Virginia at the time, it was kind of like you have to be in band, or you have to be in orchestra, or you have to be in chorus. You got to choose one of those. So I went with strings, and my uh, there was a violin in the family. Uh, I think my great grandfather played violin. I know we have a, a photo of a, a gentleman playing a violin, and that violin was still hanging around. So I was lucky enough to to have a crack at that. Um, and play that. Um, so that was my first instrument, fourth grade, and held on to that in school ensembles until, let's see, freshman year of high school, eighth grade, something like that. But, you know, guitar came along and out went violin, out went basketball. It all became guitar. Um, so long story short, it started with a violin, but I was also crafting like poetry and writing in journals and obsessing over hip hop. I really loved hip hop. Um, still love hip hop. Um, but my brother got a guitar in eighth grade, eighth grade summer, and we shared that guitar. And I'll never forget when we learned how to tune that thing. You know, we, we'd have a tone a tone player oh. in the computer, and we matched it. And you know, I I hit the button for like, oh, it's an A string, and he'd play the A string. And then I remember hitting the button, and the the tone went off, and I was like, did you hit the string? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Must be in tune. It matched. <laughs> Man, I didn't even notice it. it was like now you can just download moment. an app and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I used to remember tuning guitars was a... Yeah. I still don't think I could do it. Even yeah. with an app or YouTube and a technician, I don't think I could tune a guitar. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> well, oh, I think we're greatly overestimating my ability to do that. I would eventually mm-hmm. just take it off and be like, I can't. Yeah. I know it sounds bad. I can't fix it. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes these instruments are finicky. They just don't want to stay in tune. But. So you said you so you had to be in one of those three those three categories. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you mean in order to be in the band because or it was just a or was that a city ordinance you had to play in the school. Yeah. I, really. I, I recall it being That's a school crazy. requirement, which I I think is kind of beautiful in a way. So I I and I'm I'm yeah. surprised because I've never heard that, but I'm not opposed to it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I support it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because that school. You know, Kate and I were talking the other day. We had physical education three times a week, music two times a week, but art class once every three weeks. And that really got me down because yeah. I love doing visual art. Um, but they also, they didn't have art, but once every three weeks, but they had this requirement to, to be in something musical. So, hmm. you know. I do like that. I mm-hmm. had like choir cla- like choir class okay. when I was in grade school, mm-hmm. but no, me and I don't know, I'm also from Akron, so. 
maybe just wasn't a big deal. It might be now. I don't know if that's even something that they do now. Uh, I don't spend as much time around high schools as. Uh, <laughs> that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> I think so it too. If that was like a, something that I was still really into, I mm-hmm. think there'd be some concerns. I just don't know because I, I don't really know what high school is like now. I know one of the things that they are trying to teach more is finance. Or just kind of understanding like basic practical Like right before you go to college, don't get five credit cards. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people. I think that's a very good thing. I do. A lot of, I know, I want to say Florida, Tennessee, maybe Virginia and Pennsylvania. I think some of those states are making that, not like where they have to go into, you know, stocks and bonds, but trying to show them just basic finance. Like, hey, if you have $20, don't spend 50 Mm. kind of thing. I had a teacher my senior year say, like, this is not a part of the curriculum, but like, we have a half semester left. Like, I really think it's important. Like, let's just go over credit cards. And it's just like, wow, that was a game changer. That's very, <laughs> yeah. that can cr- a wise teacher. Yeah. You don't want to start your problems at 18. You want to start them like an adult, like mm. 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want time getting yeah. yeah. You don't want to be figuring yourself out and at the same time have a monthly minimum on right. your MasterCard. Right. That's terrible. <laughs> Figure yourself out and then mess up. Yes. <laughs> Get it all together, understand your finances, then completely fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what? And so you're, you said West, West Virginia? Uh, Northern Virginia. Northern so Virginia. So really like 45 minutes to get to the heart of Washington, D.C. Okay. Is where my family, I mean, I, I was born in Atlanta. It was kind of up and down the East Coast. But um, these days, uh, a good portion of my family lives in Northern Virginia. Okay, cool. All so, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's where I spent some of the, the school days. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, violin. How about you? Um, I was from the Brooklyn, Ohio area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. You are uh, you're you're part of one of the Ohio's really good about that. We uh, we like to name cities and like areas like over, to make it fancier. Yeah. Like it we have a really Paris. Confusing. We have a Dublin. <laughs> yeah. We do. We have a Paris, Ohio, and also these are the worst places to visit. By the way. Yeah. Like if anyone's <laughs> ever been to Paris, it is not beautiful. I've never Paris, been Ohio it's is not. not. Very... Dublin, Ohio looks like. 40 other cities in Ohio. Okay. But they're just sitting around just like, I don't know. People seem to like that one. Let's just name it that. No mm. one's going to say shit. We're in Ohio. Mm. It gets we confusing. Do. We have a London. Brooklyn. We have, yeah, we have every a time Lo- I say Brooklyn. We have a London, people, too. Yeah. People are like, oh, New York. I'm like, no, Ohio. <laughs> I went there, too. I, as soon as you're like, Brooklyn, I'm like, fuck, yeah. yeah. You're like, Ohio. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you turned out fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Doing all right. <laughs> so the toy piano, and then the the the, the reform basketball player. When did you guys finally get to like kind of meet and start kind of jamming or playing? It was 2011. Um, we were both doing some soul searching before we met, and that led us to a place called the Recording Workshop. It's in Chillicothe, um, Masseyville to be specific. So the smells of a paper factory. You've ever smelled a paper factory? Before? I have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a special smell. <laughs> It is. Yeah. It's very, it's something you are, it's odd, and yet you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very strange, but yes, I do. It took a second to get used to. That was the first thing I noticed when I got to that area, was just this waft in the air. Um, but yeah, Masseyville, the recording workshop, you go there and you spend a month learning how to do in-studio recording, you know, learning uh, signal flow and how to speak to an artist and how to, you know, the people skills as well as some of the technical and different applications of recorded music. Um, but anyway, that's where Kate and I met. And what they do at the school is they put you into groups. So you record your fellow students, but you also get recorded. So we had to write songs together. And luckily, we were put into the group. And we always laugh because we were kind of the oddball group. You know, there's the, the group of the bluegrass guys and there's the group of 
the metal guys. But then there's the group where our interests are far and wide, and they really know what to do with us. We're kind of like the misfits. So Kate and I got lumped into this group, and it was it was beautiful. We started writing songs right off the bat. It was like punk rock, <laughs> funk, hip hop, three rappers, folk. Yeah, it was great. It was just know. a perfect mix of what we needed at the time. <laughs> also, and we'll get into it later, stuff that I, and this is as a casual, a bad musician, but a very avid listener of music, I do take pieces of all the things you just mentioned in some of your songs. Uh, and the way I kind of do it is like I'll hear one of your songs play, but I hear another type of band, like okay. either whether it's the cadence in which you're actually not the lyrics themselves, but the melody and the cadence in which you're actually the reciting the flows. lyrics. Yes, yeah. very much. Yeah. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's funny. I do know a couple metalheads that went to that Chilla Coffee. Uh, okay, awesome. I do. Uh, I remember yeah. after college, I know two of them were like, "We're going to this place and Chilla Coffee to learn." I'm like, mm. "How did you find us?" Yeah, and they're like, it's one of the few good ones I think. Like, like there, there's a lot. Like, there were a couple in Akron, like recording places where they would teach, but they weren't great because they weren't necessarily schools. Mm. They were places that did record, and you kind of just picked it up as you went along. But that's not necessarily teaching you anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, well, when we record, hit that button. If it's too loud, pull this down. Mm-hmm. But you're not really going over like you know bass, treble. You know, kind of like the 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 the, the differences and how to kind of balance all of that out to actually make that. And, so it's not like yeah. a wall of sound hitting you. Yeah. You know, not every song needs to sound like Ministry. Mm. You know, some of them actually have to kind of be balanced out and depending yeah, on the style. Yeah, a little more styles. dynamic and fast. yeah. Some yeah. drummers are louder drummers. Some you know are are not as loud. Some people just when we were doing this, oh, yeah. you know, some people like when they're recording, they sound differently mm. or they're louder or they have to stand farther back from the mic or closer. Like, and knowing how to accommodate different yes. performers and their mm-hmm. styles. Yeah, that place is it was magic. It was magic for us. I, I think it helps too with it being like such an immersive experience because you're in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. So there's not, yeah. you still find trouble, but there's only so much you could get into. So I feel like it's a more of a focused effort for like four weeks instead of like, I don't know, they have college programs that do that, but it's so expensive. It's a great yeah. way to like dip your toe in, see if it's something you really, really want to do without yeah. like being in debt forever. Yeah, and this was a couple weeks, two months? It was, so the core program is four or five weeks, and then there's tack on, like, week at a time, some okay. additional mm-hmm. uh, focuses you can do if you opt to. But okay. the core program is about a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's good. And I, I understand what Kate, what you're saying about, like, uh, you're, you're immersed in it where it's, it's hands-on but still learning at the same time. Yeah. Because it, cause I, like, I, myself, I learn by doing something over and over again. And some people learn to that. Other people can just hear and then keep put in front of them. And they're like, oh, we talked about this. That's how we do it. But other people, people just learn differently. So that's a good experience. Yeah, very hands-on, I would Cause say. Because you do like a lecture in the morning. And then like maybe later they would have bands come in and then you'd set up the mics for the band. Oh, so, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so it wasn't just recording each other. We do that, but we also record outside, uh, outside artists. Which any, uh, awesome. any bands that kind of stuck out that... That you even knew about or were familiar with? I don't recall their names. Do you? They made sure yeah. to get a variety. That's for sure. We, well, we went back later yeah, as a we band. We were one of those people. Oh, really? So, well, that's yeah. how we record our first album. Part of it was mm-hmm. we went back to the recording workshop. It just made sense. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Which was cool. You know, it was kind of uh, regrounding ourselves. That's a good insight, mm-hmm. though, too. Even if you're recording, even if you're recording just like a quick, yeah, uh, it, a quick LP, like you don't, like an LP of like a couple songs... You know, you're kind of taking a gamble. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes like you, you're kind of just looking for cost, but you kind of knew what you were getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you knew mm-hmm. what that place was capable of. And I would say, if you know, if especially for a newer artist, if you're looking for you know uh, a budget recording studio, go to a school like that. 
they won't charge you. You just have to be patient with the speed of the students. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can be like kind of the, lack of a better term, the guinea pig. Yeah. But yep. still get a good quality product yeah. out of it. Maybe yeah. you won't get the, you know, the swiftness of the punches. But as long as you're patient with that, like you'll get a decent recording and you'll learn a little more about the studio without feeling like, how am I going to pay for this? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Because the teacher's still going to make sure everything's mic'd properly mm -hmm. and everything. It's it just gonna takes sound a little good. extra time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I wow, that's a really good. It's I man, I haven't thought about this chilla coffee thing in so long, because yeah. I remember when my friend, and it was an old roommate of mine. He was a, a drummer in a metal band, and he uh, told me what he was doing, and he's like, "It's down in chilla coffee." I'm like, "I've never heard anyone say I'm on my way to chilla coffee in yeah. several weeks." <laughs> I got this music thing in chilla coffee. Yeah, I got this big gig in chilla coffee. I'll be back in nine weeks. Like, yeah. All right. I was like, "He's not coming back." Yeah. That's a that's a cult. Right. Or he's got or he met a girl down scary. there. <laughs> But. So your first album then that was Island, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So that actually, like I said, like I, I kind of went back. I just started the whole thing. Well, thank you. Um, I think all that no, out. no, That's no, no. I, I want. I it's it helps with kind of as we kind of talk and kind of just I get to know you and you've already kind of alluded to it with some of like the you know the, the different varieties that you had at that recording space. Yeah. Again, I kind of heard that in a lot, and I was all over. You have a certain vibe, in my opinion, like a vibe for sure, but it's still kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like there, yeah, I think there's I still like an so. over overlaying vibe a little bit. Like you're obviously not metal, you're mm -hmm. not thrash punk, mm -hmm. but there's, in my opinion, I see, I hear like some folk for sure. Even sometimes like in the song, like it'll start, and I'm like, oh, kind of a country vibe, and then it goes into something mm -hmm. completely different. Mm -hmm. So that's so you guys have a, obviously a blend of of influences then and now because I I hear that oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of what we listen to, you know, just something with soul, something that strikes a chord emotionally. You know, it, it doesn't matter what genre it is as long as it you know speaks to our core. But when I was growing up, there was music. I always say there's music coming from every a different type of music from coming from every corner of our house. You know, I have three brothers. Uh, you know, my parents were listening to stuff from 60s and 70s, Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, uh, John Denver. And then my oldest brother, he was a kid of the 90s. So, uh, you know, he's listening to Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins. My other brother's listening to gangster rap. My friends are listening to something different. I'm taking in classical through orchestra. So... Just this whirlwind of sound around me, and I, I loved it. Um, but yeah, I think that starts early that love for all different kinds of music. I don't think I noticed mine until later. Louis Armstrong was in mine all the time. My dad loved Louis Armstrong. That's this is so really weird. Funny. You brought that up. I'm reading. We were uh, talking auto. about it, Louis Armstrong, on the way. I was really? Like, yeah. I was like, well, let's just, we can talk about this. Sounds like a podcast where we can just talk about anything. You but can. That's so weird. I was like, maybe I'll bring up Louis Armstrong. That's weird. My dad loved <laughs> Louis Armstrong. I think it was the first music I ever heard, mm -hmm. but it didn't register again. It didn't register with me till years later, mm -hmm. years later, because uh, you know as a kid I'm just like, why is this frog singing, you know? And then, <laughs> but then like, years frog. later, you know, I'm like Louis Armstrong. I hear Louis Armstrong. I'm like, I know what this is. Mm -hmm. I, I heard this when I was you know eight years old. This is the first thing I ever heard. And then my brother, <laughs> and this is where I'll date myself in terms of age, uh, and my brother. Uh, so my brother, we. Were, 
I was younger in the eighties music more. I got into in the nineties, like same thing with like the Nirvanas mm. and then alternative and then raps. But in the eighties, I was listening to whatever my brother brought home. Okay. So it was a lot of Bon Jovi, you know, it was uh Motley Crue. Like those are the things mm. that I, I started hearing outside of Lou Lee Armstrong. Okay. So yeah. I really had no idea what music was about because those were very different things that I was mm-hmm. hearing. Oh, yeah. And All then right. got into the nineties with, you know, Nirvana. I fell in love with Soundgarden. Mm. And uh, you know, more hip hop, more alternative, more rock, and all that kind of stuff. So, totally. yeah. nice. what about you? Um, like early, what's your earliest that you remember? That is an interesting question because, like, I know in my house, maybe there wasn't as much music going around. I mean, my mom loved Phil Collins and like MC Hammer. I still love Phil Collins. We listened to like Village People, just like ridiculous stuff. And then my brother was obviously into well, not obviously, but he was into Dr. Dre. And Eminem, Eminem, like all of that. So I was kind of around that TRL era. I loved Blink-182 and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And some country and... going on in your house, wasn't there? Yeah. And then my dad listened to some country too. Mm. So well, we're just all, all over the place. It all makes sense friends because in places. it's kind of. Yeah, friends in low places, of course. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That was huge in my high school for some reason. Yeah. It's just friends of that, that Garth Brooks album. Was I, I heard that a lot, mm-hmm. and then get into college, and I started. Then I started hearing the Blink One Eighty Twos. I think Three Eleven was the one that really. I don't know why. Three Eleven was today? the one. What's that? What's today? Three Eleven. Oh my God! It what? is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I when I was on my way to college, I, I really started getting into music in high school, and then I really did in college. Three Eleven was the first band where I really started because Three Eleven is a. Is a funk, soul, hip hop, rock, mm. punk mix of everything. Yeah, they're wild. Man. That yeah. was the first one that really started kind of getting me into because it was it was a nice segue from all the hip hop I liked into rock music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was well, that was weird. That was not planned. Yeah, FYI, because I usually don't know what day it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, it occurred to me this morning. I'm like, huh. 311. They're they're going to be somewhere in the United States today Playing putting for four on a, hours. a badass show. Yeah. Those they're, guys can perform. Holy th- cow. Those guys are road dogs. Mm-hmm. Like they that's how they that's how they stay in their shows will still be packed. Yeah, mm-hmm. on, on, I believe it. On March 11th every year they play like Explosive. 3 hour shows. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I wonder where they are today. Peanut, right? The basses? Yeah, Peanut, Peanut beat basis. that thing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was growing song? up in Atlanta, those we listened to a lot of 311. Yeah. That was uh, but yeah, that was when I heard "Down" off the off the mm-hmm. the, the episode of the, uh, the album. I Down. to that song. So That's, much. I still listen to that. Yeah. That is a good I song. I need to go back to those guys. It's <laughs> yeah, been a while. those guys are very very good. Today seems like the good day for it. Yeah, today is the day. Yeah. Crank some three eleven down yep. on your when you guys leave yeah, here. I know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a plan. Set the vibe. <laughs> so you're um okay. So let's I let's get to your first album, Island. Um. And I'm sorry, I, you have so many. I, I'm not going to remember, but no Island actually has, I think, my favorite song of yours that I've heard in the last week, "Half Eaten Cake." Ooh, I love yeah. that song. Yeah, we love I listened. That, song. that was, I think, one the third song that I heard. I think when I started on like Monday, and Monday, I think I listened to it two or three times. I just kind of yeah. sometimes like I'll hear it and then I'll kind of go back and like play it again and play it just so I can. But it's it's a. It sounded like a relatively simple song, but again, I think it was the music and then the entire vibe. I just really, really liked it a lot. That actually might be my favorite one of yours, going all the way back to 2014. That was the one I really liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. We love that one, too. Yeah. It was uh, your birthday. Yeah. There was eight minutes 
It literally was Left in my birthday. eight minutes left <laughs> in my birthday like, when we, we started writing it. Yeah. That's how, that's it how the song starts. Is how strange there's eight minutes left in my, my birthday. birthday. I wake up the birds. Oh yeah. And, and I'm happy eating cake. cake. Yeah, just that feeling of like the party's over. Mm-hmm. You know? That sobering next day, you know, got to get back to. This is all making a lot more sense now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every year when it's, well, your birthday or my birthday or both, my brother will text and he'll be like, happy eating cake tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, God, that's really good. I yeah. do like that a lot. That was, well, like, the, so that album, let's start there. Like, I mean, so you're, you're, you're together, obviously, you, you understand you're kind of digging you know after the recording and then listening and then playing obviously the whole time you're probably also talking about songs just mm-hmm. playing around oh, yeah mm-hmm. so you get into start kind of like writing like the album island so how how do you even start writing that it, or in, what i mean by that is when i when we would do like a 12 it was basically like what 12 songs do we have cool that's the album we there wasn't a whole lot of thought that went into it was mm-hmm. that similar or did you want a theme or was it just your favorites or Probably just favorites. We we were just so excited to yeah. to write anything. I don't think we were conceptualizing a whole album. We were just this one's working. Let's practice it. Let's get it ready. There came a point. It was my birthday. My birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your birthday in April. Then my birthday in June. Where Kate wanted to surprise me. Like, well, we've talked about going back to the recording workshop, and I sent them an email, and they said that we could you know come in and stay in one of the cabins, and we could record this and you know, start recording this album. So she's like. You've been wanting to go back, and and we, we need to force this. Like, we need to make sure that we get something recorded. Let's not wait. You know, let's let's not let this draw out. We need to get our first album done. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to make it happen. So um, I feel like I've wandered off here. But, Very normal here, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to – I lived at Kate's parents' house for a spell, and we were writing a lot, lot of songs at, at – at that place Mm -hmm. and it was a whirlwind of song and just excitement and and we used to take out these poster boards with markers we used to we still do um and just draw pictures and lyrics and little like pieces of thoughts and quotes we heard and jokes that made us laugh and just all these images we we felt that this visual element was really helpful for us to write songs that's how happy and cake started too it was your birthday but we were also drawing pictures and and taking those little fragments that would become the song yeah, I think there was just like such an eagerness too to to perform and like have enough con like have enough songs to perform out and then just such an excitement around the actual process of songwriting. So I think it was just like our favorites from the bunch yeah. that ended up making it because I think there was at least five that maybe didn't make the cut. Yeah, I trip. Say at the time. Remember trip. Yeah, yeah, that never made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know, I you hear bands sometimes talk about like an album like a like a concept album which. I think it's great if you can do that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. To, to me, I'm like one. I sometimes think they're lying because uh, they can just make that up. I wasn't mm-hmm. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it just to, to be able to have like you know whatever that be a ten or a twelve song that are all kind of along the same lines. Unless like I I do remember I cannot remember the name of the album, but like Willie Nelson had an album which was essentially basically about like his divorce or a breakup he was going through. He was going through something rough and just started cranking all these out. So there mm. was a theme. I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. But um, you're writing a bunch of songs all at once that relate to a, yeah. a, a major life. You're in event. a general mood, yeah. you yeah. know, and they all mm. kind of come out similar, not mm. similar in terms of sound or makeup, but similar in terms of like the origin, I guess maybe. Yeah. It's just the same vein. The vibe, the emotion. of yeah. I feel like that's kind of the same for us. As a, there's not necessarily ever a concept. It's just, we happen to be writing all these songs kind of around the same time, so they just yeah. happen to fit 
together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, similar fabric. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever's going on is mm-hmm. could not not it does, but it can have an impact on what you're writing. Whether it's a mm-hmm. song, a book, a poem, anything, yeah. a movie, yeah. anything. I mean, your your outside mm-hmm. influences your can do the that. People you happen to be around in that place and time. Yeah. Yeah. It all spills forward. Can you talk to me about your drum setup? <laughs> I could. Um, so, <laughs> well, for Island, it was actually a, that was a full kit and An same. Orange kit. Okay. Yeah. All and right. same with Buck. Like that was the second album. Third. Third, Third. album. So, <laughs> Thanks um, for taking a look at all. That. Yeah. Um, but you then, guys have a lot. I'm not surprised you don't get confused too. I was yeah. <laughs> we do. Um, but for a while, we were doing a ton of street performing and busking around the Ohio City area, and we had just one bucket at the time just okay. to kind of get our chops for hours at a time and then when we wanted to bring that into venues it was cool but i still felt like i needed more coloration to play with so we're like well let's just keep adding more buckets so then we just figured out kind of a way to build our own drum kit where i put like a snare drum head on top of a bucket to kind of give it more of like a kick sound yeah gives it more of that snap but then we also have a trigger for that so it has some low end then there's another bucket that has a tambourine on it so that's kind of like a hi-hat Okay. And then there's another bucket that holds the cymbals up. It's and it's our utility bucket, so we'll keep shakers in there and odds and ends, odds and ends, sunglasses, whatever's going on that day. No, because so bucket. when I saw the something brewing video, yeah, uh, not the video that you put, but like the the, the live performance mm-hmm. video, because mm-hmm. I'd heard the song first, saw the video second, okay, and I was kind of having trouble. I'm like that's not what I felt, but I wasn't anticipating a drum setup like that. Yeah. And then I saw it. And then I started thinking, and then so you're mentioning like the snare on top of the bucket. Does that add like a reverb echo to it, or what? What does it? How does that differ from just having like a standalone snare, like in a in a whatever you want to call like a normal quote unquote drum kit? Sure. Um, honestly, it was just more so like the way. <sighs> it's hard like... to explain. Do you think it alters the sound as opposed to just having like a snare and a drum kit? I don't know. I don't think it necessarily alters the sound, but it alters the way I would approach a kit. So it kind of gives us a unique sound in itself based on like, it's just not a natural thing because I'm not using my foot to hit a kick. I'm using my left hand and it just makes me see the percussive elements in a different way and perform different. And I think that just kind of worked to get our sound to like help us find more character around like what we're going for okay so it's not necessarily like oh that sounds better we just kind of really loved the idea of working with the bucket and wanted to keep building from that and it kind of goes around like oh you could just take anything from home and just make music out of anything like trying to encourage people to just play around and see what happens i don't remember anyone ever having something like that like when i was growing up so like when i and I still haven't seen that many. You, you probably know more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a again, it's a, it's a very cool. Set. And when I was able to kind of take the visual of you set up mm-hmm. with my first time listening to like something brewing was, it was just it added I think another element to it. Yeah. And for lack of a better term, it made you cooler. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's like a smaller, you know, it's two pieces and it's a smaller yeah, yeah, band. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not necessarily how can we stand out but it's more so like it 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 starts a conversation from the start when people see us like setting up this kit it it adds curiosity and intrigue like right from the get-go of, like the show what begins is this? before the show no yeah. it, it does it does it does mm-hmm. add something to it again to casual people like me who do like music and like seeing music 
I mean, if you started setting up in front of me, I'd be like, oh, we got to stay for a couple songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to see what this kind of what this turns out to be, and it definitely works. Yeah, yeah. I, I should add, this isn't our first kit, like, bucket kit. There used to be a different one. It just, it didn't sound as... It sounded like The shit. way we liked. <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound... It was cool looking. Yeah. And Kate did use uh, a kick, you know, a kick pedal. We had a bigger, like, container that had, like, the spiral thing on the front. And, it's yeah, like it was low to the tub. ground. PVC piping and pieces of old car parts and stuff. Um, we actually, we performed at Porch Rocker many years ago. Our first Porch Rocker was yeah. with that old kit, but... We had to be honest with ourselves. We're like, it just doesn't sound that good, you know? Well, that's... Man, so you went through a lot of... You had to go through, like... It's a funny thing to say. You had to go through... Un- find the right buckets that yeah. actually were. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, and for anyone... Port Truck, you're talking about Akron, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay, so for anyone that's oh, not yeah, aware... Port all yeah. over the place. Yeah, so for anyone that's not aware, uh, you know, in Akron, um, in downtown, there's a lot of uh, kind of like residentials, and it's it's funny because everyone has a porch in these houses. So what mm. they'll do is they'll basically set up a day, and it turns into kind of like a an event for people in that part of the city and for the neighborhood where bands just set up all over porches, all over... You know, whether um, a couple, at least five or six blocks, you know, if, oh, yeah. if, if you have a band and you have a porch, you can set up and everyone does it all day. And it is the coolest thing to just kind of walk. I remember doing that five, six, seven different times, just walking around Akron with my friends. Mm. You can walk up to someone's porch. You can hear them play. I mean, it's it's, it's like a mini little impromptu festival where you can literally hear 30 bands in the span of two hours. Mm. Yeah, we love it. It feels like a holiday in Akron, yeah, too, at is. this point. Like, every yeah. year. It's grown so it's, much over the years. Yeah. In the good holidays in Akron, because I know other ones usually end in tear gas. The... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I don't know if you've been around for May Day or Allen Fest, but uh, mm. I'm pretty sure they banned those. Those ones always ended up bad. Okay. Oh, yeah. Really right. bad. That might have been before you guys. Those yeah, ended up into just little mini riots. Wow. So I think they actually stopped letting people do that. Gotcha. Fortunately, Port Truck never turned into that. And it's, it was always always cool. I'm glad that that is still something that goes on. Yeah, mm. me too. Okay, so you finish up Island, and we're kind of just going to move into the progression because uh, seasonings. I'm sorry, I double check. I remembered oh, Buck, okay. but I couldn't. Yeah. Seasonings. Your next one is seasonings. It's okay, I mm. forgot. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. I don't feel yeah. as bad. Um, after you've had, again, like something like Island, mm. you're going into your second album. Um, what is a thought process in that in terms of are you like, do we have to match it, do better? Or is it the same thing? You're like, here's what we have. Here's what we like. Let's put this on the next one. Seasonings was an accident, really, I think. Mm-hmm. We, we wanted to do something uh, more acoustic. A little... I remember us feeling like we were going for something that was a little more intimate. I think it was more like an EP. We were also feeling anxious about like wanting to still get material out there. Because I know like maybe we... Were, I think we were even still working on Buck. Like the third album, mm-hmm. while we were working on seasonings, we're like, oh, maybe we'll do like an acoustic EP before we release Buck, and then like naturally we're like, but we love that song, we love that. And then song. the tip kit happened. Yeah. And then that worked its way. Yeah. Into seasonings mm-hmm. as like the introduction to that. Some of those songs, at least, right? Yeah. Dakota Springs. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Two snails. Oh God, two snails! <laughs> what a wonderfully weird song. Thank you. That that's our flag waving song. So that's the um the the two that stood out to me in seasonings, uh definitely two snails. That I did listen to multiple times, um, 
and for the same reason the second time i listened to it in its entirety i, I thought the same thing like just what a wonderfully weird song mm-hmm. and it was in your because both too. of you are also if i remember correctly both singing the entirety of the song yep mm-hmm. okay i do like that as well because the like other a chant one almost. yes yeah. yes it, it almost did a not threatening chant yeah. I do want just not to discourage anyone from listening. <laughs> Come together. It's yeah. a very playful song. Oh, it is. It's a very mm-hmm. casual, playful, funny, cool, everything song. Mm. Um, but then other ones, uh, Wintered. Uh, Winter Wondered? That one, yes. Mm-hmm. So that one is also dual vocals, but it's back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we like doing that a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. And that, I think, is in that. That was one of the questions that I had Monday that I had to write down to make sure I asked. Obviously, I didn't bring it, but I remembered it. Um, when you're writing songs, especially in a song like that, because you obviously a male and a female voice, uh, different sounds, even if it's two males or two females. How are you deciding which one sings which part? Do you write parts for each other? Do you write parts for you? And then you realize, actually, she sounds better or vice versa. Like, how do you arrive at... Or are you writing for each other sometimes? I'm sorry, that's like five questions right in the same. (laughs) (laughs) I guess for when you're doing that, having two vocalists, how how is that? Is that more difficult or easier to write a song? At first, it was challenging. I think I always think of Backyard Baking in the Summer, which is on that album as well, as being a really challenging song for us when we first started putting that together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, we arrive at these in all different ways. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it might be a fragment that I started and it, maybe Kate vibes aren't it better or vice versa. There's also times where we're in the songwriting process and he has the guitar and we're trying to work out the lines. So we'll just keep going back and forth. Like, okay, like you sing a line, I'll sing a line till we find something. And then we figure out like, oh, we actually like the way it sounds going back and forth. Almost like, like freestyling. So we just keep that. Okay. So you're yeah. almost just like, Maybe even playing the same measures or bars like in a loop until oh, you find exactly. it. We loop it and then you loop it and just keep going over it. And then we can just purely focus on bouncing words. That's and very cool. And sometimes yeah. we just really like the way it goes back and forth because it's like, oh, it feels like we're having a conversation because we like those small conversational pieces. Yes. Okay. And that goes back to the hip hop spirit a little yes, bit. Yes, very mm-hmm. much. Um, and that's, yeah, that was another one that stood out to me because that was a back winter. I forgot it again. I'm sorry. Winter wondered. Winter wondered. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, well. It's, it's also a, a tongue twister. A yeah, little it's bit. a weird one. <laughs> so uh, I always want to say winter warmer, which I'm pretty sure is a beer. So mm. apologies. It's okay. Because um, <laughs> I was trying to push beer on them at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's a Saturday. Just I've never done a Saturday matter a Saturday podcast ever. You're the oh, first okay. one. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. And not for any other reason. Just well, happy Saturday. Yeah. 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 In the studio. Good way to kick the Saturday off. <laughs> it's a cozy place, yeah. by yeah. the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um. But yes, when I heard that, it was very much a, uh, it, it does, it had, I'm, it's interesting to hear the way that you kind of arrived at that or any type of song like that. Because I wasn't sure if, like, maybe you just walk in one day or Kate walks in one day and is like, hey, I got this song. Let's see who sings it better or anything like that. That's, that's probably happened before. I'm sure that's happened before. I think there's definitely been times where we start with one person. We're like, I just feel like it's gravitating towards your voice more. Like, mm-hmm. you should take it or, you know. Well, it's definitely based on the song. Now that you're farther along with, you know, four or five albums, is it something that does come up now where you're writing something? You're like, oh, you know what? That's more for Adam. Yeah. Probably more naturally, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, like you said, it was kind of challenging in the beginning, but now knowing the way that maybe knowing your, your limitations or the ones that you mm-hmm. sound better, like it's easier to say, I wrote this, but I heard you singing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for okay. sure. Absolutely. 
and you know feeling more capable being able to wrap our tongues around this and that yeah we just i think we get to the judgment call a lot better a lot faster yeah better. and like kate used to not sing quite as much and i think it, it took you a couple years to kind of find uh, more confidence yeah just, i was doing a lot more before this band yeah I, I feel like i've just never had like a female belty kind of voice and I, maybe i felt a little self-conscious about the way i sing and like at this point i'm just kind of like this is the voice i have so i'm just gonna kind of embrace it as like that is the character that i i'm able to sing well i think that and that's and that i think goes back to having the dual voice is that if you feel like there is maybe a, a line or an entire song mm -hmm. then maybe you're like i want to i hear it being sound this way but like you said I don't think I have that range. Yeah. So maybe you should take this mm. one. Yeah. Or vice versa. Or, you know, I mean, having that additional option in a songwriting process, I understand it can be challenging, but also... It's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's an advantage That's to different. Have, like, I mean, I can't think palette. of... There's not many dual singing bands, at least not that I can think of, uh, you know, off the top of my head right now. I know there are some, mm. Mm -hmm. um, but I just... Even male, female ones, I can't think of too think many. Off the top now, I really can't. I mean, I can think head in the heart a little bit. Head in the sure. heart does, yeah. yes. But even like, I mean, like a larger one. You think of like Oasis, obviously. Two of them, they obviously did. Mm. Um, but they didn't sound terribly different. Mm. Like I've heard like Noel sing Wonderwall acoustically. It wasn't terribly different than when Liam sung. Mm. Mm -hmm. At least I couldn't hear it. I don't, I don't think it, it, it had as much of a of a diverse kind of impact when I was hearing them as, as it is with, with you guys. Mm. So. Yeah, it's definitely an opportunity for like a different palette, different conversations we can have. Yeah. Like, and I think it can maintain intrigue and add inertia, like a swiftness. I think that's why hip hop does have a certain, shoots off like a bullet sometimes because bands like Bone Thugs and Outkast, it's just back and forth, back and forth. Yes, and it, like, Outkast it just is a keeps great it example. moving along, mm -hmm. you know, it keeps that speed or that sense of speed up. Might not be a fast song, but something in that, and that trade-off, I think, adds to the momentum of a piece. For sure. That's why I always loved, and still to this day love, and is one of my favorite of all time, is I love Tribe Called Quest. Is because... Yes. That's Fife, here. Because yeah. Fife and Q-Tip uh -huh. are so different in the way and their sound. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're so, so, so different, and I always love them for that. Mm -hmm. Outkast is another very good example of it. They're not as different as Fife and Q-Tip, but they're very, very, very different and then as they evolved their songs evolved mm -hmm. and then their you know their 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 lyrics evolved their sound and evolved. the music behind mm -hmm. them. oh and the, oh, the so music awesome. like you know when you go from starting off with players ball i mean mm -hmm. think about the journey from players ball the first song i ever heard of theirs and then when you get to like bombs over baghdad mm -hmm. i mean are there two more different songs right i mean at least from a hip-hop standpoint that fall in the hip-hop category mm -hmm. i mean i love to think that they were in that they called it the dungeon and then with CeeLo. You know, or it was called Goody Mob at the time yeah. before he was CeeLo. But to think all those guys, you know, just creating in this basement. Just it's wild to think. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, oh, wish I could have been there I to know, witness right? it. <laughs> well, you think about, I don't know, if, did you ever see the, the, the Tribe Called Quest documentary, the one that uh, Michael Rappaport did? I think uh, it's Beats, I think rhymes, beats rhymes, rhymes, rhymes in Life. Long yeah, time the, ago. Yeah, like six years ago. There so was yeah. a minute. There was, you know, this is back, you know, in the 90s, and there was a lot of great, great, great 90s hip-hop. And they were all kind of affiliated with each other. And they all kind of knew each other. And they were all kind of friends. Were you thinking of, like, Black Sheep and De La Soul, mm. you know, uh, Brand Nubian. Like, they were all kind of intertwined together. And mm. they would, 
in a way collaborate. They would do shows together. I remember because they called themselves Native Tongue, all okay. of them together, and it was really it. really cool. Yeah, it's 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 uh, I rewatched that again maybe three months ago, and it's still just great to me because I, I just that. love it. I know. Uh, and you think about how long that they were together. I mean, they were probably together 13, 14 years, and they only put out four albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a lot, and there was you know some tension there with them as well yeah. you know there was always some some, some fighting going on there but then some of them broke off like uh like ali broke off did things with like like lucy pearl with uh with mary j black i mean they they were just such a great band yeah mm-hmm. they really really were i never thought of them as a rap group i thought of them as a band mm-hmm. um you mind if i uh restroom? <laughs> oh yeah cut this is a normal thing man <laughs> you're allowed to do this like, like, i would so at times sometimes like okay now that we've all gone to the bathroom, yeah. full disclosure, it wasn't just Adam holding things up. No. We all just decided, you know what? We should all go. Yeah. It was like a kindergarten bathroom. It was a break. domino <laughs> effect. Yeah. It was a domino effect. It was like when some, yeah. Oh, gosh. You ever so seen that, uh, some YouTube video? I think it was a festival in Europe. And there's, you know, they have the lawn. And there's this whole crowd, and they're all sitting on the lawn. And this one guy just decides to get up, and he's just dancing his ass off, just by himself. And everybody's looking at him kind of strange. And then one other person decides to join him. It's like, this guy does not care. So he starts dancing, and then everybody's looking at him like they're kind of weird. And by the time the third person gets up, it didn't take long before the entire lawn is just jumping up and down. You need that one pioneer. You need that mm-hmm. one bold person. You need that one person. Today, that's I was that so person drunk. today. Yeah, I was going to say, thanks I went for to being the bathroom that bold person. And I set the trend. <laughs> oh, I thought you were somewhere like dancing. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, I was up <laughs> there dancing. The <laughs> dancing with the in-laws. Yeah. Either way, either way, you 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 already you set a trend. It's mm-hmm. it's noon, mm-hmm. and you've already set a trend for today. So good yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Some people I feel wait good years, about that. Mm-hmm. and you were just like. My name is Trailblazer. I am a Trailblazer. Today, my name is Trailblazer. <laughs> I finally taken on the title. I'm very excited. <laughs> Can um, so now that we've we're good to go and everyone's refreshed, the um, as we're kind of moving into you know, kind of where you are today, because I know we talked about. Well, actually, wait. Is there like a very are you two like super outdoorsy? I don't know. Every time I look oh, at yeah. like your okay, because all of your mm-hmm. album covers, I'm just like, I should really spend more time outside. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the only thing. I, like Buck, I was like. I also like deer. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, it's well, such a was great. In our old backyard. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. You look at that cover, you'd think that that was in the middle of the woods. Yeah. I, what you saw, I like, thought that. this tiny little shred of trees that divided our backyard from the house behind us, but it was the perfect angle. This buck used to come around and he would just sit there. And we'd be able to look out the window. He was just like, a few feet away and sat there enough where I could eventually just set up the camera and get this, this shot of him just lounging. And it looks like this massive forest, but. It yeah. looks like, it looks like almost like a photo that like you know somebody that is working on a farm just had like to like and they're like hey we caught this on our camera mm-hmm. like it's <laughs> wild people forget be, well people in Cleveland forget how rural Ohio actually is because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like these play I have friends who used to live in Avon Lake it's a really really nice you know development I saw three deer three deer every single time I went over there mm-hmm. yeah because they yeah, would they're just they're walk everywhere. out they'd walk through people's yards and. You know, they're deer in people's yards, so no one's, like, freaking out. They're like, isn't this pretty awesome that mm-hmm. we just see deer every single day? Yeah. That, was... that photo, that was Parma Heights, that backyard. So, yeah, they're they're everywhere. They are. <laughs> I they remember are. when your parents visited one time. They were like, there's so many deer. It was like we were on a safari. <laughs> they're like, look, look. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of deer. <laughs> yes, we're lucky in that respect. Yeah. Not like, you know. People live in like Florida or like Australia, where everything that moves around can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have I'm glad beautiful we don't have to deer. Worry about yeah. that. Exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> so in your uh, when I, we uh, you think about kind of like where you are the progression to now because we were talking a little bit about this during I believe your bathroom break. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're you're familiar with any like. Are there bands that you think that you hear in your music? Like bands that you like that you think are coming out, whether intentional or not? Since we've gotten a little bit better about promoting ourselves, we've been thinking more about that question. Mm-hmm. Because people ask you, what do you mm-hmm. sound like? And yeah. yeah, it's almost an expectation. Sure. Like, what do you sound like? Compare yourselves. And so that's a weird question. But um... We've gotten Modest Mouse a lot. Okay. And I feel like as I listen to our music, I could see why people would think that mm-hmm. a little bit more. We've gotten like Karen O a lot because of my voice. Okay. And I think with the, the yeah, 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 it's like, that yeah. would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, move that a little. Oh, yeah, sure. Just a little bit. Perfect. Yeah. You are the quiet talker of the I bunch. I am the quiet talker of the bunch. <laughs> what do you um, think? Yeah, Modest Mouse does seem to come up. I can see Every that. now and then. Yeah. I can see that. <clears throat> Especially with like, I think it has to do with electric guitar a little bit and our voices, but something, I like to... I like to pull the string a lot and do a lot of vibrato kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but something about the lead emphasis, I think. I think you could hear that a lot on like Island and Buck Mm. and probably some more stuff that we're coming out with a little later this year. Mm. What, uh, what inspires or when you decide to do an all instrumental song? Cause there's one on man. You have too many albums. I, there's wild one. Wild Sheep. Sorry, that was the one. It's on Wild Wild oh, Sheep, Kite so Runners. Kite Runners. Kite Runners, because that is another one, because that's not something that I would normally be drawn to as something without lyrics, because I dig lyrics and songs. Mm-hmm. But I listened to that song easily five or six times in the last two days. I just, mm-hmm. it's a really, I think the first time I was like, when are they going to start singing? Because it's a slow <laughs> progression. Like, it starts off very, very oh, light. Like yeah. yeah, and then it just builds, builds, and then the song ends. I'm like, oh, shit, that was all instrumental. It's a beautiful song. Thank you. Thank it's you. really, really beautiful. One. Uh, I think when we used to uh, do more busking, you know, when we weren't singing, we would just kind of make up jams. Yeah. And sometimes we'd record those jams. And that kind of set a pace for us being more open-minded to the possibility of, of you know, music without lyrics. Yeah. Um, Kite Runners in particular. Sometimes we just, I think we just decide we'd be forcing it if we tried to put words on this. We love how it kind of stands. Yeah, it's good the way it ended up. Like maybe we try it and we're like, why ruin this beautiful music with words when it's not necessarily need, not always feeling like, well, there's gotta be words, right? You know, mm-hmm. that might be some that. of the attitude. Why ruin like, this with my vocals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a break yeah. for my voice. <laughs> what Absolutely. about, uh, well, I, the, I don't know. This is, I just thought of this, but how do you name a song without lyrics? Like Kite Runners, let's just stick to that. So that started with a riff. It's it's not one of these, like, the music came to me in a dream, but there was an image in a dream of of these kites. You couldn't see down on the beach, but I had a vantage from being a little bit removed from the seaside, and you saw, like, kind of the berm, like the sand, and you saw kites and strings, but you didn't see who was holding them. You just had a feeling, I could just tell that there was a group of kids or people guiding those kites that were in the sky. But I think that aligned with when this song started coming to be yeah. like, that kind of feels like the right title for, for this music as it's developing, you know, it had a very yeah. graceful kind of gentle way about it. And something about that image, I think struck a chord and it just seemed to match. 
Yeah, that was because when I when I think of like song, because you know, usually when you hear of a song being named, the name of the song is in the song somewhere you mm-hmm. hear it. So, I mean, some of the more obvious ones, like a Def, for some reason, I thought of Def Leppard's photograph, probably because they say it like thirty times mm-hmm. in the song. Yeah. Um, and then other ones that are you know a, a little bit more subtle, where it's you know just kind of like buried in the song somewhere. But yeah, like, like with that, I think a lot of me in particular. I mean, the, the reason I asked that question is because for some reason I thought it was impossible to name a song that didn't have lyrics. I'm like, what am I going to call it? I don't say anything in this song. Yeah. But again, you're going back to the origin. Like mm-hmm. songs with lyrics still have an origin. Songs mm-hmm. without lyrics still do have an origin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know bar- Barbershop Banter is another one off of Wild Wild Sheep. That was more of a conversation that didn't necessarily, like, we were throwing around titles trying to figure out what kind of encapsulated that vibe. Yeah. <clears throat> we obviously like the double Bs mm-hmm. for the Barbershop, the barbershop Banter. banter. But it was a playful song. It's like, I don't know. It was a lot of playfulness between the drums and the guitar, and it had more attitude, and it was a little more in your face. It just it felt more like a, a rowdy, conv- convivial, convivial, convivial conversation. So my audience won't know which one of those is right. Yeah. So you're fine. <laughs> but I've never heard that word. Yeah. It, that song probably went through four or five titles before it land when we landed on barbershop banter. Yeah. You yeah. Know? it's probably just picking the mood. Like, what is the mood of the song and, like, what imagery would cater Lend to that? Like, if it's that. a softer song, like Kite Runners, it's, it flows. I don't know. Something about the imagery of the kite is a little bit more calm than something mm. like Barbershop Banter, which is... Does the song originator or person who kind of kicks things off, do they get naming rights? Mm-mm. No? It's always a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Do those conversations get heated? <laughs> No, hey, I ba- we hey. love titling songs. Okay. Yeah. yeah, usually it happens pretty fast. It's not yeah. usually a drawn out thing. Sometimes we'll have a working title, and then it might become a thing like, "Well, we like the working title, but it makes no sense for what the song's actually saying at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. what the words are in it. Um, you know, should we just name the song because we have the chorus that says that, or should we stick to something that's a little more obscure, like? where it started because that makes us happy to know where the yeah. song started you know yeah i think maybe in the beginning we might have had more heated quote-unquote moments i guess like songwriting just trying to figure out like how honest we could be with each other but like now that we've done it so much like there's definitely been points where i've made something i could tell he doesn't like it or vice versa and that's yeah. completely okay we have our own projects we can kind of do by ourselves too to Still embrace that, out. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bands are a marriage. I mean, they yeah. they are. They are mm-hmm. a relationship. You know, some oh, yeah. are good, some are bad. That there'll be good days, bad days. I mean, it, it it is still because you're, it's it's there isn't one, especially with you guys being a, a two piece and both sharing songwriting, yeah. lyric, you know, kind of duties. You know, there really isn't like an overpowering where it's you know, you know, one person's basically doing all the work and everyone else is, is just kind of like in the band and kind of playing. Like again, not to go back to the Oasis, but. You know, Noel Gallagher wrote all their stuff. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wrote the music. He wrote the lyrics. He handed it to everyone and said, "Play." Yeah. You know, so I understand that. But there, there's going to be, and not I, 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 I said heated more jokingly because for oh, the sure. last 55 minutes I've been trying to pull out the animosity of you two. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, we it, rage as soon as we leave. Yeah. This house. So you yeah. guys get in the car. You're <laughs> like, why'd you fucking say yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. it's it's. Like you said, I mean, it's coming from both of you, so you kind of want not necessarily your stamp on it, but 
you know, when you're adding to something, you kind of want some say in what it's ultimately going to be called and recognized by mm. the people that are trying to that you're trying to you know put it out to. Yeah. For sure. Our our main thing is just to, if we're going to show people a song, we want to make sure we both love it. We yeah. don't want it to be this this off weight thing where one of us is like, yeah, I guess I'll play that one for you because you really love it. That's not going to be healthy for yeah. us as a group. Yeah, I never wants to feel like, oh, this is Kate's song or this is Adam's song. Like, I kind of like people maybe thinking like, oh, I wonder who started. Like, I like the mm. curiosity of the process that we go go through. Oh, I do. I, and that's why a lot of my questions have been kind of about your, your process because mm. – you can make the argument that you know having two people in a band versus like maybe five or four can maybe make that process simpler, but your dynamic is different mm -hmm. because there isn't one of you that is the overpowering source of the songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're both contributing to basically every single yep. one. I'm sure you've had some where you're like, hey, where it just kind of flows and you or you just add to it, but mm -hmm. you're both contributing, especially when we were talking about basically the loop of the music and you're both throwing in your input until it lands in a spot where you're both okay with it because mm. yeah. now you can make because you can already make the argument that your dynamic could make it a little bit more difficult to arrive at both of you being on board with the the, the final outcome sure yeah mm. there's not a third voice and the one jones bones is all right there, let's get into this pretty anything. quiet so you can't see it i'm definitely gonna take a photo of it but explain <laughs> explain this guy and explain the snails because i immediately thought the snails were like your security blankets that you just take with you Oh yeah. Should we start with the snails? <laughs> start with Before the snails. Before we un unload bones here, can you throw me that snail? We have two snails with us. We have these at all our shows. Don't They're hit the mic. Ready? Oh, okay. All right. So you can see the audience can't, but if you can imagine two lowercase bees, when we first started this band, we wanted a mascot or something that kind of represented us, something <laughs> fun. Um, but if you can imagine two lowercase bees, uh, they kind of look like two snails climbing up a wall, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So that's kind of how it happened. You know, we got the poster board out again and the markers and we we're doodling and drawing pictures and images and playing with the, the writing of our name. And yeah, the snails were an extension of the bees, really. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two bees. So it's kind of our mascot. Um, but it's also steady pace. Mm -hmm. The spirit of this band is, is a patient process. Uh, we're not trying to rush it. We're trying to observe and take it all in. And so we felt outside of just how it happened that way that they really did embody the spirit of, of what we're trying to do. So... That's the oh, snail. Oh, this is the one. Oh, All right. good. Good for you. <laughs> Both sporting up. I honestly didn't know. Yeah. I've thrown my wife the keys so many times, and she's never caught them. No. <laughs> <laughs> she always asks for it. She's like, this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> and no, she's never caught them. They hit her in the face. One of the hands, it's never happened. Do the shirt catch, though. That's I've encouraged fun. that, mm -hmm. and she won't do probably because the, of the belly. The uh, pregnancy yeah, belly. Yeah, probably shouldn't. She's do like, that right I don't now. think I should. Yeah. We should be bouncing things off my pregnant yeah, belly. Yeah, bad. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> bad wait a few recommend. months and do the shirt catch. All right, let's move on to what I've just interpreted as one-eyed Willie because I've seen the Goonies so many times. <laughs> Sometimes he wears the patch. Oh man, I love the Goonies. I do too, man. That movie never gets old. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we wrote the song "Skeleton Party" that we released in October. And that was around the time Jones Bones came to be. Actually, he came to be in the summer mm -hmm. leading up to that. Because if you want to write a song that lends itself to the holidays, you got to start pretty early. Yeah. Uh, but we wrote the song Skeleton Party, and we're really getting in the vibe of Halloween well before Halloween and decided to get a skeleton. And we started taking him to shows, and we gave him a name. And uh, he's like a social lubricant. He kind of – everybody likes to joke about a skeleton. Yeah. Everybody likes to throw their arm around a skeleton. Uh, it's kind of a, 
a more comforting way to look at our mortality. And so he's, he's, he comes to all our shows. He comes to our interviews now. He's always there for us to, to calm us down. But sometimes he's crowd surfing. I mean, he's come home with shirts on that he hasn't had. <laughs> he gets fondled. He's a, he's a limbo yeah, he's been a limbo pole. I was like, when I when so when when they pulled up, uh, I ran out to see if they needed help with anything. And Kate, I think, handed me a chair. I'm like, I have chairs. Like you guys, I have places <laughs> for you to sit. I, I didn't know if it was like she can only sit in this chair. Yes, my <laughs> now I know why. Chair. <laughs> <laughs> this is her conversation chair. But no, it's 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 for this. That's guy. Jones's can, conversation. It's chair. Jones's conversation yeah, chair. He I like say it. much. But. but we do like saw him when he comes home. So if you see him at a show. Like he's clean. Yeah, he's been in some weird. <laughs> smell. Go. We found hey, him by a urinal hey, one night. Nowadays, you actually do have to, you know, make sure that you tell people that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. important. Because oh yeah, I mean, because if this was mine, he would have never been cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> Took him everywhere, never cleaned him. He got his name. We wrote a pirate song one time. We haven't released, but the the main character in that pirate song was Jones Bones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's probably how the name came to be. Yeah. So. Well, now I want to. I know you have you mentioned a couple of things you have coming out, but I do want to go circle back to the song that I first discovered you with, which was something brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, the song is very cool, and actually, I think I cannot remember exactly when, but it was within probably the last month, two months, at the absolute most, mm-hmm. that I came across it when. Uh, when Jordan mentioned it to, to, mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. um, shout out to the Jordans. Oh yeah, yeah they're, 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 they'll be they'll be here tomorrow morning. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I've been talking with them for like three months, uh, but they just kept getting sick. <laughs> Everyone oh, no. kept getting sick. It yeah. was just that time. Yeah. You know, my wife and I were both just handing each other colds back and forth for a month straight. Well, the weather's been so wild. Yeah. It's like oh, it's sixty degrees. And it's, it's thirty. Yeah. It's twenty. It's eighty. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, but uh, I, that, that's how your name originally came up. And, of course, the first thing I Googled, that was the first thing that came up. It's the first thing I listened to. Nice. And that, it's a very cool, op- the groove and the cadence of that song really changed a lot. Again, just for me, I, I'm sure you know and maybe don't see it as much. But it's it's very, it started off ways that I didn't think it was going to end. Hmm. Um, so can you tell me about how that one got, how that one came about? RPM, yeah. right? Yeah, that came out last February, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you want to unload the RPM challenge? We can. Let's start doing that. That's another thing to unpack. That's a biggie. <laughs> Speaking of process, so every February is, we're coming out of a, a crazy time. Every year at February, we we together write an album, and then we separately write an album solo, and it's a it's a grand sketch pad. Okay. So don't think of these like these are final pieces that we're going to release. Like they're quick sketches and push ourselves to to finish songs in a in a whole range of uh, odd and almost like songwriting games sometimes, yeah. but it's this huge open canvas. You know, February tends to be the deadest time of year for a lot of performers in terms of being out there. So we kind of hole up and, and we write a lot of songs. So long story short, Something's Brewing became uh, as a February song when mm-hmm. we're, we're taking on this, this mass of new ideas. So I think that happened at the breakfast table, right? Yeah, I think while we were pouring coffee out, um, mm-hmm just happened really organically it was just back and forth you were on the guitar and i don't know it just happened really quick some of them happened really quick hey, and that's some like of them yes. are, some of the cool songs in history mm-hmm. written in 15 minutes mm-hmm. yeah exactly you know, there was just one way and they got done with it like i don't really see any way to change that it mm-hmm. really came out the way that it should have so yeah. yeah i would say the the intro part the really kind of like before the groove kicks in that came a little bit later 
um, we were entertaining ways to kick it off at a show mm -hmm. uh, to add a little more dimension. And we did. And the song wasn't done recording yet. Yeah. And we really liked the way that that really soft start connected with audiences. We're like, man, that's that's cool. Maybe we should tack that onto the front of the recording. We're still working it. And mm -hmm. so so we did. It's a very cool song. Again, it was, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's when I mentioned that I listened to that song and then I didn't listen to anything else before I reached out to you because I liked the song so much. And I was like, nice. there's no way that they wrote that and then wrote 40 songs that are just garbage <laughs> that I'm going to hate. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's just, it's too unique of a song. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, and, and then I think as I started kind of, again, listening to more going all the way back and then kind of coming right back up to, to something's brewing. I think it, I think I, I don't remember if we were recording when I talked about it, but you do have, I think like a type of, not theme, but something that I'm in a way kind of expecting when I'm listening to your songs. And at the same time, something happens that I'm not expecting. Um, you know, we were, I think it was on Buck, you know, when we were, I listened to, this might have been during the bathroom break too, so I apologize. <laughs> there were two songs that I listened to, I think it was just on shuffle and just back to back. The first song reminded me of Arctic Monkeys. The next one had more of like an iron and wine vibe. At least mm -hmm. that's what I heard out of it. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. But I still would identify it as your type of songs, but they're still very, very different. And I think something brewing, I think that's what I thought when I first heard it. Because again, the beginning is not like when the 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 beat kind of kicks in it's very different and the dual voices which mm. i just loved i really did it's a really 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 cool song and i'm literally glad that was the first thing that i listened to yeah, me too yeah. uh because it was uh it was a cool one and i've had that a couple times you know just where musicians come on and it's because i heard one of their songs i was like i could do a podcast just talking about that song because oh, yeah. it was so cool so I, I i did enjoy that um and then so everyone is aware uh, it's already sold out, but you guys are going to be uh, helping us out at the uh, the Guiltless Live Show on March 24th oh, yeah. at Jukebox. Oh, yeah. yes. Very exciting. Um, the, yeah, that's been a bit of a ugh, kind of a mess to get to where we are now, but it all <laughs> ended up working out because our original venue literally closed. Yeah. Not closed for renovation. They're done. <laughs> like, yeah, which closed. is wild all at once. Huh? And we were about 40, 50 tickets sold when that happened. Wow. I was like, I really don't want to give people their money back. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure this out. So we got really lucky. We're at Jukebox. Uh, Alex uh, Alex was actually a guest on here, and he reached out to me. We had a new venue within an hour, so he was such a good guy, so we're going to do it there. So I'm really excited to start. One, I know you said maybe play some songs here, and I'm really excited to see you live. Um, and I'm excited for other people to see you live, too. This is a good... I think not just the podcast, but this live show. I, I want people to kind of see these things because I think people will hear it and be into it right away. So um, if you guys want to take a second, if you want to set up, we can maybe play a song or two. Yeah. yeah. Get you out of here in time. You got about timing of this is actually working out and this yep. is not normally something I'm good at. So uh, <laughs> I want to make sure I get Around, you out of here in the time know, that you need. It's not a hard end, but yeah. Well, um, I do want to be conscious of it. I really it, appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. All right. Um, okay. So we're good. Good to go. So tell me about the song. Yeah, this is a this is an oven fresh tune. It's <laughs> one of those February songs. One of those February songs. It's called the the not so shy passerby. Um, actually, we recorded the song the other day. On the album, it's gonna be with a with a beer bottle. So Kate's doing some percussion on a single single beer bottle. Tapping. So here it's more of a, a tap on the mug. Yeah. <laughs> tap on the mug. All right. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four.
passerby Took me by surprise when you said hi Do you, do you, do you Want to get something to eat? Hardly ever rock card round the holidays You wrote a long letter and sent it our way Do you, do you, do you Want to come over in my house? I have something that could go to waste And I need you to make it count Imagination is a wild, wild thing All the joy and danger that she could bring Do you, do you, do you Want to give her a call? She could be a killer or a wise old wind it could be the start of something or the end Do you, do you, do you Think we should be afraid? I have something that could go to waste And I need you to make it count And I need you to make it Not so shy passerby. <laughs> that is a, a, another, a, kind of, I think, again, another example of kind of that. You know, so your vocals for the entire song. Mm. Versus, mm. And that was what I was kind of excited about. I'm like, I don't know if he's going to jump in or not. Oh, I, yeah, I love that dynamic that you have. Well, I also you. got to take the weirdest photo I've ever taken down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots going on. <laughs> you two in, obviously, Bones over here, yeah. my dad in the background, and then Roscoe just looking up. Yeah. So I got all That's of you awesome. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I like this this group we've got going on. It's a good on. party. Yes, it is. Oh, you okay? You're back now. Okay, buddy. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that not released yet? No, no, no that's that's coming up. Uh, we we're gonna release two EPs this year. Okay. Uh, so the first is gonna be called Something's Brewing, probably. Pretty sure. And the second <laughs> is gonna be called Bad Habits. That'll okay. Come later. Yeah. So yeah, this will be off Something's Brewing, the Not So Shy Passerby. Mm -hmm. I really like that. That Thank was a you. really cool song. Thank you. Yeah, it, it feels like one that really only needs one voice. Very delicate, you know. I, but tune, so. and when you say that, and then hearing that, I'm like, okay, yeah, because it had a, a a vibe to it, and it worked. Mm. Yeah. Good. Do you want to do one more? Yeah. yeah. If you, if you're up to it, yeah, please. Let's, let's do the brewing. Right. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna pause it real quick. All right. Track two. <laughs> track two. 
And again, We're recording an album today. <laughs> that's right. Well, track two. This is the one again. This is uh, something brewing, Someone's right? Brewing. This is the one again that kind of got me into you guys. So I, I'm excited to hear this live. So take it away when you're ready. All right. We wrote this one at the breakfast table, probably after a funny night. Something must have been brewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had another episode, another day in a row, another row in a day. Is there something you want to say to me? Is there something you need to say? Had another episode, another episode, another day in a row, day in a row, another, another row, row in a day. day. Is there something you want to say to me? Is there something you need to say? Something is brewing, but it's not in my cup. Someone is leaving all the time. Something is stewing, but it's not on the stove. Something's been brewing. Had another episode, another day in a row, another row in a day. Something's in the air. Something's in the air. Something's on my mind. Something's on my mind. And someone is leaving. Someone's leaving all the time. But it's not from the floor Somewhere someone's screaming all the time Something is leaking It drips off the phone Something's been brewing Had another episode Another day in a row Another row in a day Is there something you want to say to me? Is there something you need to say? I guess not. Something's brewing. Something's brewing. Whoa, something. Yeah, something's brewing. Is 
but it's not in my cup. Someone is leaving all the time, 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 time. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. You know, I didn't want to request a song when in front of you were coming over, but this was one I was hoping you would play. Nice. Because, <laughs> again, it just it had a lot, whole lot of bearing in the entire episode of uh, when I originally reached out to you because of what I heard. And, and I have – that's probably the one I've listened to the most over the last, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, and it's turned into – I still am partial to half-eaten cake, I do have to say. Nice. But that is one I think, and I don't know what you think. I mean, if that's one that kind of again I think encompasses why I reached out to you, obviously. But then you guys as an act as well, the diversity, the dual voices, mm. the type of vibe of a song, the tempo changing, the like dynamic, all those things yeah. in mm -hmm. a three and a half minutes is nutty, yeah. in a very very good way. I mean, I mean that in the biggest compliments I can give. Well, I Thank think uh, some of the tests for when we perform songs is it could it keep us interested, keep us kind of entertained as well. You know, if it can, if it does something for us time and time again, we hope it can do the same for an audience. So mm -hmm. I think that's why we like to start shows with this song. I very so. much think this is a very, if in like for you know, the show that we're doing or any show, really, if you only had one shot to kind of like give everyone an idea about what you're about, I would, this would be... Mm one of the if i had to pick three this would be in the that three every single time well, thank yeah. you yeah uh, it's the newest one i feel like it it definitely fits us the most right now of like what where we're at and something about that quiet start you know something about that gets an audience engaged very mm -hmm. this this quiet hum that comes over the room so uh yeah that was and it was all, again like a very kind of simple very mellow very calming start and then you know, a different beat comes in and then back to it. Mm. And then, I mean, just, I don't know. Again, I think it's a very good, uh, I think, showcase of what your of what your, your your music's about. It's a really good example, and it's a great song. Thank you. Oh, thank you, you of so course. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so what is uh, outside of the show on the 24th? What's the next couple of weeks or months look like for you guys? Uh, got a couple of shows at the end of this month that we're, we're very excited about. Mm -hmm. um, got one at Beachland Tavern. Ah, great place. Is that 30th? Yes. It's, oh, it's, actually, it's written right here, so I can <laughs> tell you. It's the 30th. Okay. Uh, doors at 7, show at 8. So that's going to be, there's a guy from Michigan we met a few months back. His name is Ben Travers. Uh, I believe he's going to be kicking off the night. He specializes in shanties, sea shanties. So I'm super excited to see what he does live. Mm -hmm. um, I have a, a place in my heart for sea shanties and yeah. those kind of songs. <laughs> um, there's a band called Freight Street on that bill, our, our good friend, uh, performs under a name solo of Bully Crosser. Tom, we go way back. He's a hell of a performer. Uh, got Ray Flanagan on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we'll we'll be playing at the end of the night mm -hmm. at the Beachland Tavern. So that's on the 30th. We're excited about that. And we got the Rialto Theater the next day in Akron. Great. So, you ever, ever been there? Bring it room? back to Akron. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been there, the, actually, though. Yeah. Oh, you should check out that room. Yeah. It's, it's real nice. It's fairly new. A few years, I want to say. That's like, why. 18, 17, something like that. Oh, then, Thanks. yeah. That, I mean, I've, yeah, because I've been up here nine years, eight years. Um, don't quote me on that. It might have been more active. I just, we never learned about it till till probably 18. Yeah. I know the name, but I don't, yeah, I don't know the, I've never been there, but I do know the name because I do hear it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. We'll be on the, uh, with Church of Starry Wisdom, which is an awesome, epic kind of act, uh, very theatrical. Um, so our good friend Amy's in that band. 
um, and her partner, Kurt. And then also Duo Decibel Systems on that show. Just so another two-piece. I'm mm-hmm. really excited because I've only seen them at... Um, Probably 10 by 3 The right? 10 by 3 mm-hmm. So it'll be cool to see them, like do their full setup with because i think they have a bunch of like keyboards and stuff too mm. so well send cool. me your uh send me your schedule send me your posters whatever i'll blast it out there for sure oh, no issue putting that in my stories I, I i like that i've the good news about doing stuff like this is i've been able to stay in touch with a lot of the people that have come on and i like promoting the people that come on it and it helps me selfishly too you know it's yeah. like yeah these are the type of people these are the type of acts and entertainers and cleveland people mm-hmm. or that that come on you yeah. know it, yeah, just i think it's a good yeah of course yeah, yeah there's plenty of room that. for everybody so yeah send those over to me i'll happily put those out and then um for everyone else, again, March 24th, I, I want to promote the show, but, you know, thank God it's already sold out and it's been sold out for a while, even with the venue change. So I do appreciate everyone that's going to come out and support. Even with the venue change, it was kind of like a nutty thing that really we weren't really expecting. But uh, thank God for the people that have been on this podcast in the past, all the amount of people that reached out and offered me like, you know, venues of, you know, this place, this place, Grog Shop and then ultimately jukebox i was so happy about it and the jukebox just made sense because alex had been a guest and now it's really just a show nice. truly in, just in, in, engulfed of nothing but former guests That's which awesome. i you know I, I guess i wanted that and john i just didn't really think it would happen yeah. um, to get you know and then there's three guests three comics on a musical act in a co-host i didn't think i could get 10 people that have been on this with, with the same availability in the same night yeah. <laughs> so uh but i was able to and um i'm, I'm really excited brian cernick is uh kicking things off he's the uh the, the the host comic of the night uh obviously everyone knows brian he's been on here 90 or so times as a uh, as a co-host for a really long time um, moved on because his comedy was really starting to take off and still is. He's doing great with Secret Society. Uh, Brian Kenny is going to be the featured act. Very funny guy. Brian Kenny was actually one of the first people I ever saw when I moved up here. And he's always been one of my favorites in the city. And then uh, Bill Squire, everyone probably knows from the Alan Cox show, obviously, and also being a very probably one of the biggest voices and funniest people that you're ever going to come across. Uh, so really, and, and, and all three of them are past guests. So really happy to have all of them on. And then uh, Lindsay uh, Smith is going to be our first guest who owns Flight Cleveland. If you like wine and you like cool people, this is the only place in the city you should go. Lindsay's been on three times, another one that I just stayed in contact with. I mean, we still just text and joke about dumb shit all the time. She's one of the sweetest people and one of the nicest, one of my favorite people in the entire city. And Flight Cleveland is awesome. I really love it there. Lauren Welch will be on after that. Uh, also had a lot of fun with her. She is a very... Uh, very accomplished, very well-known in the marketing sphere. She had some great stories when she came on. Excited for her. And then the only one who I actually have not met yet, uh, burlesque dancer Heather and Lace, is going to be our last guest. Um, she was a suggestion from Ken Schneck, who was the co-host for the night. You know Ken from God knows how many times he's been on here. Uh, and he just shows up at my house sometimes, uh, even if we're not <laughs> recording. That's the relationship Ken and I have developed. But uh, please check out the Buckeye Flame. That is what Ken is known for, uh, mostly uh, for what he's done in the LGBTQ community. Um, but the Buckeye Flame covers everything. And there's a lot going on right now in terms of some of the uh, the laws and proposed laws that are going on. Ken's been covering all that. So please check that out. And then, of course, the Baker's Basement is going to close everything out. I'm really excited for this show. I really Likewise. am. Um the only other thing that I haven't really considered is I really hope I'm entertaining, uh, <laughs> which is why I've 
surrounded myself with entertaining, funny, talented people, so maybe I don't really have to do as much. That makes sense. Well, I can tell you're a magnet, man. You're, you're out here supporting all us creators and entrepreneurs and Cleveland people. This is awesome. Hey, yeah, it means the best part about this podcast is the reason people listen is not because of me. <laughs> it's because of I've been lucky. I've been had a lot of really good, cool people on, and I just added two more to it. I'm really, really glad you came. It was really awesome meeting you, Adam, Kate, both, Baker's Basement. Everyone, please check out their catalog and i mean go back to 2014 go back to what they just released you're not going to be disappointed i certainly wasn't and i'm certain you won't either um anything to add no just thank bones. you so much for having thanks us. for coming yeah. bones yeah he's always quiet <laughs> thank you for the stickers thank you for the well, gifts absolutely. thank you for the songs and thank you for coming thank you joe thank we're you. excited all right thanks <laughs>